Hi, this is Miguel Gulen. I'm here with uh, Moises Vega and Tanchi Vega. Uh, both of them have traveled from the Republic of Panama, which is my home country. And uh, they're here uh, uh, about their work, and um, I'd like to just sort of ask them to introduce themselves, especially uh, Moises, and uh, get him to share what, what he's about and uh, perhaps how he got started in his line of work. Yes, uh, thank you, Micah, for introducing myself, and and I appreciate what you're doing. Um, first of all, I send greetings to everybody that is hearing, and hope you enjoyed. And one way or another, uh, my life experience is is a blessing, is uh, define your life. Um, I can start by saying that uh, yeah, I am born. I was born in Panama in a corner of uh, Panama, close to the border with Costa Rica, in a town named uh, Puerto Armuelles. It's a, it's a port in the Pacific Ocean. Um, from the very, my childhood, my parents were working with a banana plantation, uh, named by Chiquita Banana. And I know some of you might feel right now familiar with those bananas, Chiquita Banana. So my parents uh, grew up there, and he worked all his life uh, in that company. Um, as I grew old and became uh, finished my high school, I went to Mexico, and my father sent me there to study in industrial engineering, and, and that was in 1970. In 1975, I came back from Mexico with my engineering degree and as my father did uh, the same I started working with Chiquita Banana in, in my hometown. Um, it was two years later that uh, working with this company I had the opportunity to go to United States uh, in a place in a city called Denver, Colorado where I learned my English. It was just five months training so it was a miracle how I was able to pick up English and be able to um, communicate uh, this way now and even have b much better future. Um, in, in going back to, to Panama after learning English, then in 1979 I got married with Tanchi Vega and so uh, after that uh, we were uh, able by the company to go and work in Honduras. Central America, and we were there for two years. Over there, we had our first son, Moises Vega Jr. Today, he's 26, so I'm talking to you about many years. Um, but um, going along like that, you know, I mean, uh, always I wanted to become, realize that, finish my, my career, become an engineer wealthy, have my own home, have not only one vehicle, but maybe two vehicles, and, and have future for my family. So I always was trying to always look for more money, better salary, better opportunities. And um, I, I started to figure out that either even working in Panama, then in Honduras, and even though I learned to speak English, I was not making it uh, my way as I was planning. And struggling with that, I I was always uh, trying to um, do a better, better way, better job, and so um, 
1981, uh, I was in a position that I, di I had to make a decision, either uh, really uh, accept my life as it was, or uh, really taking another step and then trying to really make my future as I wanted. And then um, and trying that, I, a door was open for me to, to go and work as an engineer in Sudan, Africa. Uh, Sudan is the largest country in Africa, and I went over there and I started working as an engineer in a sugar cane factory. And working there, uh, they, uh, they gave me a contract for one year, a bachelor contract, even though I was married and I had my first son, they didn't allow me to go there as a, as a marriage contract because it was going to cost much more money. So anyway, I decided to leave my, my wife and my son in Panama and then go by myself to Sudan um, just for one year. So in one year I was going to get good salary, good money, and, and I thought, okay, this is if this has to be my way, I'll go my way, but I'm going to make my future. And um, so I started earning money, everything was going okay, but uh, five, six months later being in the Sudan, uh, I just discovered that uh, our relationship, our marriage relationship was not going so well like when I used to be with my wife. So it was again another problem that it came in front of my life because earning money that I thought it would fix my problem, would make my future, then on the other hand I was losing my, my family. So uh, going through through these struggles, uh, I got a letter from a sister, my blood sister, one of them, she wrote to me a letter and she said to me, Moises, brother, if you have any problem, any trouble that you cannot fix, that money cannot fix, she said to me, search for God. God can help you. I mean, when I read that that letter and I started thinking about her, her, her suggestion, I just thought that, I mean, this, this, how can God solve this problem? I mean, it was just something that my wife and myself would need to fix by ourselves, but so I had no idea about seeing God and about seeing some way of power beyond my understanding coming and getting in my my family relationship and, and fixing something like that. So I, I first I, I, I did not understand but then because I, I tried so many things and I, I did, it did not work so I felt like okay maybe this is the last thing I'm going to try. Okay so I, I opened myself and I said okay I'm going to talk to God. I don't know where is God. I have been always, um, uh, my parents were Roman Catholics, so they only told me about that. I never read the Bible. They never teach me the Bible. I did not know much about the Word of God. and So uh, I was at that moment 34 years old. And um, for me, it was like a completely far away thing from me. And then um, in that moment, um, when I, I decided to talk, I said, okay, God, okay, I'm going to give you this opportunity. If you really can fix this, as my sister is saying, okay, you you do it. I don't know how you're going to do it, but any, anyway, you do it. And and I said, and this is now that I'm, I'm allowing you to do this because I want to see what you can do. But if if you're not going to make it, then then I will see some very very soon, and then I'll fix this myself, and I will just get that divorce and and anyway, no problem. So whatever happened. And, and then my my future life will be definitely finished. 
And so in that moment, I heard a voice, inner voice that came to me, and he said to me, you said that you are an engineer. And yes, you are an engineer because you went to Mexico, you study over there, and you have a degree. And yes, you speak English, that's why you're here. And, and, and you, all these things, I, the, the voice told me. And, and, and I was surprised because I never, it never happened to me something like that, an inner voice talking to me about something that I knew it was, was true. But also the boy said, and since you marry, you, your wife brought a, uh, with her a Bible, and she used to tell you, read the Bible with me, and she, you just said, you read, and, and you fall asleep on me because you never wanted to join her. And, and I, 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 it, this also was true. And I was four years after Mary uh, hearing a voice just reminding me about those things that happened in my first year, Mary, I, it was really impressed me a lot. And, and I started, tears started coming out of my eyes. And then um, the boy said, the, the same way you say that you are an engineer, the same way it should be when you say you are a, a Christian. You sh you're supposed to know my commandments, commandments if you're going to say that you are a Christian. You're supposed to, to follow my commandments, but you don't know my commandments. You don't know my teachings. So so what are you saying about you as an engineer is correct, but what you're saying about being a Christian is you are far away from truth. That really hit my mind and hit my, my heart that because I found myself like a, a liar. And so uh, the, the boys at the end then he said okay if you want to say that you are a Christian and really a Christian you have to know my commandments at least you need to know my commandments so call your wife and ask your wife about that Bible and start reading my my teaching my commandments and so um, I, I mean I, I was like what is this so I called my wife and I, I showed her the letter that my sister sent me and she read it and I asked did you bring that did you did you do you have that Bible? And she told me yes, I got the Bible with me. So from there I started reading the Bible with my wife every day for a short time in the, during the evening after working hours. And I wanted just to tell you that uh, I'm not talking really about religion. I don't. I'm not talking really about uh, what in which way um, religion can do something. I'm just telling you my experience. But, but actually, you know, that um, in my first two months that I spent every day reading the Bible with my wife, knowing the situation we were facing, and, 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 and I had three fights with the Word of God, three fights with the Bible. The first one was when I read in the Bible that Jesus said, if somebody hit you in one cheek, you put the other cheek. And I said, no, that's, that's not for me. This is for dummy people. This is uh, not for smart people like me. So I'm not going to accept this. And in that moment, I heard the voice in, inside me saying, that's the reason why you have your problems. And if you cannot accept this, I cannot, I cannot help you. And then uh, I just said, okay, my answer was with the condition that you fix my, my marriage problem, I, I'm going to accept this even though I don't understand this statement. So in that moment, I felt when I decided to take that decision, I felt like a fresh wind something that really helped me, relieved relieve me for some things. So like this, I continued reading. A week later, I was going through another passage of the scripture where Jesus said to his disciples, love your enemies. I was again, you know, shocked by that. And I said, no, no way, I can't accept that. And the boys came back and said, again, yes, uh, 
This is the reason why you have your problem. If you don't accept this, I cannot help you. And again, I, I submit myself. I say, okay, I'm going to accept this, even though I don't understand, just with one condition. You fix my problem. And then I, I stopped there, and I felt, again, a fresh wind, and, um, and I continue. And the third and last fight I had with, the, with the word, reading the Word of God was when I read about Jesus. He, Jesus said to Peter, Peter, if your friends, Peter asked Jesus, Jesus, if my friend sins against me, how many times I will forgive them? Seven times, Peter asked. And Jesus said, I don't tell you seven times, but I tell you 70 times, seven and it was it was um something that a portion that really uh, touched my 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 heart so much because i had some enemies i had some bitterness against my father against my family and in that moment all these things came to my mind i thought okay uh, forgiving my, these people forgiving my parents that's that's going to be too hard but but then 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 again the boy said if you don't accept this i cannot help you and i surrounded myself and I said if this is uh, if this is with one condition I accept this okay you fix my marriage problem um, I had uh, in that moment you know I, I really love my son so much so that I, I know now that God uses my son to to save my my marriage to help us to really keep together so after this um, it was just a few weeks later that a friend came to my home and he did a good favor to me, so I asked my wife, "Why don't you prepare a lunch for him?" And then, um, and I want to be to please him, so he came and my wife cooked the lunch. And when we were about to eat, uh, he said, just before that, he said, "Moises, would you allow me to pray? I want to bless the meal." And I felt, "Okay, what is this? I don't know, but okay, go ahead, go ahead." So we start praying, and after that, you know, I mean. Uh, he he started talking about himself, his faith, his believings, and my wife, who she had the Bible and she had more understanding about the Bible, she was open to him and she said, oh, you know, yes, my my husband is reading the Bible and he I think he feels different. And then he asked me and I said, yes, yes, but I didn't want to share much more about that. So we just stopped there and we finished the lunch. Few few days later, I met him again, and he called me and he said, "Moses, reading the Bible is good, and that I also read the Bible." And but he said, well, "There is one thing. There is one point where you want, where you really need to, from there start, and then your life will be transformed." And I said, well, "What is that point?" He said, "You need to confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord, and believe in your heart that 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 he 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 was resurrected by the power of God." And and then I said, is that so? He said, that's that's what you that's should, supposed to be your first step. If you do that, your life will be changed. I said, anyway, where in the Bible said so? And he took me to Romans chapter ten, verse nine and ten. And when I read Romans ten nine and ten, um, I I I read that and I I decided this is what I'm going to do. So that was happening in 1984, and from now on, you know, it's now 22 years after that and I want to tell you that my life is another life, my marriage was safe, to, after that God, God gave us another four children and and, uh, and some of the videos that uh, I believe you might have the opportunity to see or our website you you will see the rest of the story, I mean it is an unbelievable story uh, 
Uh, and so I leave you there. If you if you want to know more and and hear more about uh, about our, our testimony, feel free and we'll be very blessed to share more. God bless you. Moises, thank you. That was uh, wonderful. We really appreciate your sharing. But we can't let you off the hook that that quickly. Um, we would like you, I'd like for you to sort of share um, what your mission is. And uh, um, I, I know that we're we're probably past our 30-minute limit that we had set, right? So I'm going to have to hold you to uh, you know five or six minutes, but to quickly sort of set us up for the video that we're that is available as a link from this particular podcast. So. Tell us a little bit about your mission, um, and I think it's Mission Global, or Global Mission, and sort of talk a little bit about that. Yeah, our our testimony about our missionary work started in 1991. In 1991, being in Sudan, um, I after eight years, uh, I felt a call. Uh, again, you know, something that I, I, it's hard to put in words, but I... I hear a voice, an inner voice saying to me, Moises, you're not going to be anymore an engineer. You're going to be to work for me full time. Uh, and you're going to go back to your country, Panama, and work, serve my, bless my work and work with my people. So um, I, I was in some way uh, working so hard in Sudan for eight years. And out of those eight years, seven years were with the Lord that I, I, I I felt like okay, this is this is something that I must do. So, agree in agreement with my wife, we left Sudan. We came back to Panama, and and the 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 instruction I received that was that um, any name I will use for for our ministry or our mission, it will be up to us. But three words, he said, will be will have to go with that name, and those three words are expecting a miracle. So. Mission Global Mission Fellowship or Mission Global Panama, esperando un milagro or expecting a miracle, is the result of this experience. And since '91, we've been um, going to yes, witness about the Word of God. We call ourselves missionary of the Bible, so people don't people that are open to the Bible uh, feel open to to welcome us. It doesn't mean if you are Roman Catholic or if you are Protestant or Episcopal or uh, Evangelical. I mean, the Word of God is one. We we learned that in Sudan, and we felt from the Lord that this is what God is. Is God has a family, and He's a, a believing of unity in in His Word, starting with His Word, and so the rest God will do. So we we came back and we started working in cities and in remote areas. And um, as we uh, we started, I mean, we we did not know much about ministry and about other organizations. But uh, as we were uh, following and our conviction, we we have to tell you that we start finding miracles and, and miracles in 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 with with partnering with other organizations and and seeing the Lord really providing not only financial resources but also human resources so um we've been working in 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 80% of our country has been reached by uh, by this vision and um um we we do construction work children ministry 
discipleship, equipping uh, church leaders, evangelizing, and, and, and establishing new churches. Uh, our main goal, and we we ask you to to join us, you know, because uh, we want to see Panama all reached by by the Word of God. That in every town, in cities or villages or or, or, or counties, but uh, and even places in the mountains, wherever you find a school, we feel that a church should be there, preaching, sharing, teaching the Word of God to the new generation. And, and and also equipping the the local church today, the church that has been established, to to go not only to stay but to go and and and, and ignite church planting movement in Panama and as the Lord lead us, why not to the uttermost part part of the earth? So that's that's our heart, and there is Mike. Well, Moises, um, I, I appreciate you sharing everything that you did. Um, I hope that tomorrow we'll get a chance to hear you share a prayer um, that you perhaps have, have had with um, the the different, uh, I, I guess, indigenous peoples of Panama. I think you've been some places in Panama that I didn't even know existed. And um, also, um, there's something that was pretty curious that um, Tanchi pointed out to me was uh, something called an Evangicube. And I was hoping that y'all would sort of share what that was about, and perhaps we'll have a chance to have that conversation uh, tomorrow. But thank you uh, tonight for uh, sharing your testimony and and uh, how you got started with um, your mission. <laughs>